0: I'm Beth, for those of you who don't know me, and I have the pleasure, (laughs) my husband's going, hi Beth, (laughs) yeah, Um, (laughs) um, I get the pleasure of being able to bring um, the sermon today, and it's such an honour to be able to serve you um, today. And I'm going to start by asking a question, is our faith individual? Is it? just individual. (laughs) Culture tells us that our faith is individual. I was watching a video of AI being asked some questions the other day um, and this woman was asking AI about Jesus. And AI was designed to not take a side. It um, basically responded with everybody has their personal faith that's individual to them. And we respect everybody's got their individual faith and we don't share it. We, you know, we just respect everyone's got their own personal journey and their own personal faith. Is that right? I don't know. Um, Can our faith just be personal to us? Or do we need other people in our faith. <laughs> don't answer my <laughs> I got a whole another 20 minutes now. <laughs> um, some some um, Christians that I know and I'm friends with um, would say that they don't go to church because their faith is personal to them. It's just about um, their faith between them and God and they don't really want anyone else having an impact on that. Um, and I'm really aware today that actually a lot of that um, can come from hurt and the ways that maybe in the past the church have hurt and maybe um, people have felt judged by the church. Um, so I'm not, I'm not judging anybody for feeling like they want to keep their faith personal and to themselves. <coughs> and I understand that we all have our um, hurt that we bring. Um, but can we realistically go through our life with God and our faith without other Christians involved? Well, I'm not the authority on this, um, but I believe that God is, and I believe that Scripture is God's word to us. So today we're going to have a little whistle stop tour of the Bible. I'm taking you through the whole Bible today. <laughs> get comfortable. Um, And we're going to look at what is God's design for his people. Does he design us to just be in relationship with him, or does he design us to have other people in our lives? And we're going to start with the very beginning of time. So before creation, and we get God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So our very God is relational. And then this incredible God makes this incredible creation. And he chooses to create humans for a special relationship with him. And he makes them in his likeness. It says in Genesis 1 verse 27, so God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. But because this human is like God, this human is also relational. He seeks relationship. God recognizes that it's not good for the man to be alone. And what's incredible here is God doesn't just go, well, I'm God, so I should be enough so um, that he can just have a relationship with me and that will fulfill it. But he actually realizes that in this created being that is like him, there is this need for others like him to have this relationship with. So he creates Eve. And Adam's like, this is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. It's someone I can relate to. And we kind of get this design where we've got Adam and his relationship with God. Eve and her relationship with God, but then this connection between the two. So the very original people (laughs) um, in creation were created to have relationship with God and each other. And we know that Adam and Eve get it wrong. They decide that they're going to... Um, go against God's will, go against God's plan for their lives, and they break the relationship between them and God. And what's interesting is, consequently, they break the relationship between each other. So we see in the fall that suddenly these humans start bashing each other's head in and and (laughs) murdering each other and falling out. So both of those relationships get broken, And God could have just left it there. He could have just gone, well, that's it. Humans have destroyed it all. Um, I'm going to destroy them. But God is a God of love. And therefore, he creates this redemption plan. And we zoom forwards a little bit in Genesis, and we meet a guy called Abraham. And God promises Abraham and his descendants, that he's going to create a new people, a people of God. Now notice here, it's not Abraham's going to be the person, it's that we're going to have a people of God. They're going to have each other and God. And they're going to, he's, his plan is that he's going to restore the relationship between them and God and them and each other. And to do this, they need to follow some guidelines. They need to put God at the center of their lives. They need to follow his ways so that they can live with each other and live with him. But again, we see that they turn against God and they choose selfishness and sin and keep falling out and keep causing all sorts of trouble for themselves um, and destroying this relationship with God and each other um, And we see all throughout the Old Testament that this pattern keeps continuing. God keeps giving them chance to restore their relationship with him, to restore their relationships with each other. But humanity just keep going against it. God's people keep going against it. So we know that humans just can't keep this relationship. Um, between them and God, and them and each other. And God recognized that. So therefore, he came down to earth to get rid um, of any barrier that could get in the way of our relationship. So it says in John 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory of of the, earth, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So we get Jesus comes down to earth as our model of what it looks like to live in relationship with God and with each other. And Jesus himself, even though he's God, chooses to do life in companionship with others. He doesn't do his journey with God alone. He chooses 12 people that he's gonna do life with, and he's gonna build up and support, and that they will build up and support him, and they're gonna be a team. And ultimately, Jesus died on the cross so that the barriers between us and God could be um, taken away, that we could be restored into relationship with him. So Jesus himself gives us his model Of the way we should live. Loving God in relationship with him. Loving others. And being a team of God's people. Together. And then Jesus doesn't leave us on our own. He leaves us with the Holy Spirit. Now this is really significant. Because before. We were just like. Unable to keep our relationship with God. Unable to keep our relationship with each other. But. The Holy Spirit is God, and God is in us. So therefore, he makes a way that we can live in relationship with him and with each other, um, and he, he guides us, and he stops us from falling into those traps of those barriers of things that could get in the way. So we end up with the early church, who are now living in this relationship with the Holy Spirit inside of them, in relationship with God. And again, they do it as a team. They live together as a people of God. In Acts 2, verse 44 to 47. Now, all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and their property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple, and they broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. So the early church are living in this new relationship with God under his salvation And they're living in relationship with each other. And they're building each other up in their faith. They're striving towards one purpose. So, can faith be individual? Are we meant to do our walk with God on our own? Well, I think scripture tells us we shouldn't. You know, scripture makes it really clear that We're to be a team. We're to build each other up. We're to help each other in our faith. So we're designed to do it together. Um, And and then God shows us what that looks like. So in Philippians 2, verse 1 to 4, if then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, If any fellowship with the spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. So it's really clear that we should stand together and cheer each other on to the one purpose of following God. And when we do this, it helps us to live in our faith. It makes our faith stronger. And to, to make an example of this, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get in trouble for this, so I'm just going to pre-warn you. Um, uh-huh. I've got an illustration. <laughs> so my gorgeous husband, Tom, is going to come up. And <laughs> not too great, really. <laughs> I've got some rope. <laughs> 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 Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. i <laughs> <laughs> um, joking. Let's just go um, in. <laughs> so my lovely husband Tom, he's going to represent all the things in life that try and take us away from our faith. So <laughs> he is going to represent <laughs> He's going to represent stress. He's going to represent depression. He's going to represent loss, grief, illness, doubts. Uncertainty, trauma, betrayal. <laughs> 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 this is why I chose him and not someone else from <laughs> <laughs> <and then laughs> the congregation. Broad shoulders. And then, <laughs> <I've got laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you putting on it? <laughs> <laughs> out to win. Okay. <laughs> We really should have practiced it. Um, so, Steve, where's Steve? Steve, um, Steve is going to be going through his life, trying to keep hold of his faith. This is going to be his faith here in God. This is his relationship with God. And you can see, as we go through life, they're going to be hugging each other. <laughs> and well, you can see that Steve's holding on to his faith. It's a really big struggle, right? <laughs> um, so I'm going to call up some of his Connect team. Um, so, Alex, can you come and join Steve? And you're going to do your faith together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to get Dan up, but I don't think we need Dan. <laughs> He's already been taken over. So you can see. You can go down now. Thank you, guys. Um, you can see when we do our lives with God together, we are stronger. We are much more able to face the things in life that try and pull our faith away from us. And this is why it's so important that when we're having doubts, when we're going through things in life, we don't pull away from the church family because we leave ourselves vulnerable to having a much harder journey because we haven't got our tug-of-war team behind us. In the Bible, it says that Jesus is the head of the body but we are all parts of the body. And we're meant to do God's purposes together. We're meant to do life together. If I have an arm, but it gets chopped off, that arm is no longer able to do anything. It's useless. It's got to be connected to the body in order to be able to fulfill its purposes. So we need each other, really. Um, And my question today is who are your tug-of-war team? Who are your team that you're going through your Christian life with? Who are those people that are going to build you up, encourage you, help you in your faith? And if you don't know the answer to that question, then there's a really easy way of getting a tug-of-war team, and that is through connect groups. You see, when we join a connect group, we join a tug-of-war team. We join a a team of people who are going to look after each other, who are going to help each other get through life together, who are going to cheer each other on and encourage each other in faith. And maybe we might have worries about opening up to other people. Maybe we've been judged or hurt in the past, but... I'm here to say the church is not here to judge each other. It is here to build each other up and to love each other. And I'm sorry if your previous experience has been that you've been hurt. But that's not the intention here. The intention here is that we're loving each other, we're building each other up in our faith. Um, and obviously, in order to have this team of people and to live in relationship with them, we need God. That is the first and foremost of um, what we need. So I think it's only right that I give everyone the opportunity. Um, if you want to have that relationship with God, um, we're going to create the chance for that now um, as I come towards the end. So if you want to acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross to take away all sin all shame all guilt... All those barriers that stop us having a relationship with him. And you want to start a relationship with him today. then in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if that's you, you can pray along um, from your heart. Or maybe you know that that relationship between you and God has, has had some, some tug of wars going on has had some um, things that are separating you from God and maybe um, you're feeling disconnected from God and um, you're feeling separated from God and you want to come back into your relationship with God today. Or when I pray um, this prayer, that please join me in that prayer as well. Or even if you're just, you, you're not sure of your salvation and you want to just come to God and be sure of your salvation in him today then please pray this prayer with me. So while every head is bowed, let's pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I ask you to forgive me for all my wrongdoings and receive me as your child. I commit my life to you now. Amen. With every head still bowed, can I ask you to raise your hand if you prayed that prayer? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I pray for everyone that's decided to follow you today for the first time and everyone that's decided to reconnect with you today. I pray that they would experience your peace and your presence in their lives right now. Lord, that today would be a day that they remember that they restored their relationship with you, Lord. And if you did pray that prayer for the first time today, um, please, um, if you can go and see Andy at the end of the service, um, and we've got some resources that you can have um, at the back of the church. But before I pass back to the worship band, and the worship band can start making their way up, I feel like it's important that I give the opportunity for those who have felt hurt, in the past, by the church um, or by other Christians. And I feel like God just wants to heal that because before we can really trust and connect with other people, we need to let that go and we need to be healed from whatever that is that's stopping us from connecting with people. Um, so I really want us to um, just create some time to allow anything um, that needs to be healed to be healed. And if that is you today, then um, while the worship band are playing this last song, the prayer team will be up the front. And please do come up for prayer and let's just um, allow God to heal that inside of us today. Um, or maybe maybe you've been um, having doubts about faith or maybe you've been... Um, facing something in your life that's making you feel like um, you're fighting to keep your faith at the moment. Um, and if that is you, then please do come and get prayer and join in with a team of people who are here to support you through that and love you through that. And um, it's really important that we don't do that on our own, as we said. And so as I pass back to the worship team, if that is you, please do come up for prayer and, and the prayer team will pray with you now.